2: Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you so very much for joining us at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock as we begin on this Monday, the 29th morning of the fourth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a little while since we've talked to one another. It has been just a minute, hasn't it? Not even a week, but actually a week plus. As we had uh, uh, on uh, Good Friday, of course, we had a best-of show for you, which means the last time we spoke to one another was a week ago this past Thursday, which would have been Holy Thursday. So I have to ask you, on Good Friday, we had a best-of show for you. Uh, Over the course of the last week, you had uh, some tremendous talk show hosts uh, filling your ears with information and education. And I want to say thank you first for asking the question uh, to uh, Rob Walgate, to Khalid Namar, to uh, my friend Peter Kursenow. All three of them uh, filled the last five days with, uh, from all accounts, and I did indeed ask some people what they thought about the um, program in my absence, and I got rave reviews for all of my uh, substitute hosts, and I want to thank them all for tremendous work uh, in my absence. I really, really, it, I got to tell you, I don't take vacations very often. I mean, I'll take a day or two here and there, I, this is the first full week vacation I've taken in about five years, almost since the the entirety of this show. And it's very comforting to know when you leave that your show is in the hands of capable people. Uh, that's the one thing you don't want to do is, is, is put your show in jeopardy uh, by putting people on who are maybe not up to the task. And I knew full well that I had some great, great uh, people uh, to do some great work for me while I was gone. And so I want to thank all of them. Rob, Khalid, and uh, uh, Pete, thank you all very much for your great work. Now the question. What did I miss? <laughs> Anything happened while I was away that I should be aware of? Uh, I, I literally, we, my family and I were on a cruise, uh, I can say now. And um, we we really made it our mission to disassociate ourselves from technology. And I feel like we did a pretty good job of that. I was not checking emails. I was not... Uh, watching, you know, news reports. I was not listening to talk shows. I was not reading uh, news blogs. In fact, I my data was on uh, my phone was turned off for the entirety of the trip. We only left uh, text messaging capabilities on so that we could message one another from various parts of the ships and islands to which we, tra- we traveled. <clears throat> But um, I will tell you, uh, in all all sincerity, I I locked myself out of the news, and I needed a break. I really, truly needed a break. When you do what I do for a living, and what we, you know, I'll speak kind of for those of us in this industry, um, it it truly is a 24-7 kind of a job. There's just not a time where you do what I did this week, this past week. And that is just completely put on blinders and look straight ahead at the things that you want to focus on—your family, uh, you know, your your entertainment, uh, you know, home issues, whatever the case might be—and not be, you know, uh, bothered or 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 inter- distracted by or 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 being being interfered with by the news. Um, there's just there's just no time like that. I mean, if I'm out to dinner and I hear you know they have a tv on in, in 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 the restaurant or the bar restaurant or whatever and if i see a news report of something happening i'm instantly pulling out my phone and taking notes it's a really really a 24/7 job when you're show prepping to make sure you're up on top and on top of all of the issues that people might be interested in talking about i really don't like to be uninformed about pretty much anything so i'm constantly doing that and this trip uh is the first time that i've done it where i've just said i don't care what's going on I I I'm going to have to do the homework on when I get home and get ready for the next show, but I want to just enjoy this time with my family and not be distracted by the news, insults from one politician to another, terrible uh, atrocities that may be committed and just dialing myself or I'm just kind of I'm going to cocoon myself if you will away from all that. I'll address it when I get back. Well, guess what I'm back. Now I need to know what I missed. Doing the homework over the course of the last day or so since we did come back from our trip, uh, I have found a few things that I have missed. Uh, I will ask you for more specifics on them again because uh, um, time was 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 a factor here in terms of being able to get it all done uh, and i'll invite you at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five to kind of make this an open lines uh segment or two here. I do have Congressman Jordan coming on in about uh uh 45 minutes or so. I'll we'll call it uh 40 40 what is it? 46 minutes from now. He'll come on at 9:48. And uh and I'll talk to him about some things that I know are going to happen this week on Capitol Hill. Or at least we expect are going to happen this week on Capitol Hill. Attorney General Bill Barr is apparently threatening to not show up and testify about the Mueller report before the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, because of uh, certain procedures that Jerry Nadler and the Democrats want to put in place for his testimony, and that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And Bill Barr is threatened to not show up for this thing if they don't uh, keep you know standard regular procedure. Uh, so I have Congressman Jordan coming on to talk about that and a couple of other matters. But beyond that, I invite you, 216-901-0945. Fill this time with your information and your opinion on things that happened over the course of the last week that I missed, that I need to know. Ask your questions, and we'll uh, work through this together. You can also dial 888-281-1110, or you can also tweet to me and Facebook comment to me at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. And I will read and answer the, the most uh, pressing questions and uh, comments raised. Having said all of that, uh, this is something that I did in the last 24 hours, do a little research on, getting ready for the show today. It appears that while I was gone, the American people got great news. Our economy continues to hum along at a tremendous rate. Maybe humming is, Humming might be a little bit of an understatement. 3.2% growth in GDP... In the first quarter of 2019, that's not just humming along. That's that's kind of that's kind of um, barnstorming. How about that? Looking for a better verb here. This is this is more than just humming along nicely. This is a tremendous pace, an accelerated pace. And I took a look at the, the you know some of the economic numbers associated with the 3.2 percent growth, and I got to tell you, I was blown away. Not surprised, but just just blown away with with joy that this country is doing so well. And I'm thinking to myself, huh, I wonder how this barnstorming, accelerating economy um, is going to impact what we decide on in November of 2020. What do you think? I'm kind of thinking to myself, I wonder if the American people, blinded as they are by the efforts of the mainstream media to rip, destroy, crush, ridicule and in any other way possible uh, harm the president of the United States, I wonder if how they are going to deal with this. How are they going to present 3.2% economic growth in 2019 and a forecast of over now, a new forecast? Because that 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 Achievement, that 3.2% growth, growth smashed all expectations. Destroyed. Nobody thought that was coming. Again. And now the new forecast calls for, at least from the Trump White House, 3% plus for the entire 2019 calendar year, fiscal year. That's, That's pretty enormous. And so I'm thinking to myself, how is this going to impact the 2020 election if the mainstream media has anything to do with it? And, I mean, let's think about this for a moment. Of all of the issues, of all of the problems, of all of the concerns that the left is trying to use to destroy President Trump and, and ensure a victory, ensuring that he's only a one-term president, if he even gets to finish his first term, because so many of them want to impeach him. But of all of those things... um. I wonder how many of them actually matter to the American people compared to an economic boom that we are enjoying and have been enjoying since President Trump came into office and started deregulation, allowing businesses and companies and corporations to operate free of governmental intervention, governmental handcuffs, since the president came in and lowered all of our taxes giving us each more money to spend in this economy and giving some of the businesses at which we are spending our money more financial flexibility to expand their operations and hire more people. I wonder how this economic news, coupled with the record low unemployment rates in, in almost all demographics and an extraordinarily low unemployment rate overall and an extraordinarily low, high number of jobs created in the manufacturing sector, not in the service sector, not in the low-paying part-time sector, but wage growth, manufacturing growth, all of the above. I wonder how this is going to impact the election. Do you think that the mainstream media will be successful in turning your voter, you, you as a voter, your attention away from all of that because of Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff's refusal to accept the results of the Mueller investigation. No, we're not done. We are going to find collusion even if Bob Mueller couldn't over 22 months and $25 million spent. We'll find obstruction of justice even if Bob Mueller Mueller could not. Despite thousands of documents subpoenaed, 500 or more people uh, uh, interviewed, Just, I mean, literally, I use this phrase a lot, but turning over every stone in D.C. from between D.C. and Moscow, trying to find it. Well, they couldn't find it, but we'll find it. Do you think that the American people are going to base their votes on this cockamamie witch hunt of an investigation that proved that there was, that, 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 that ended up bearing no fruit whatsoever? And the subsequent investigation is now going to be handled by the oversight committee, now by the uh, by the um, uh, judiciary committee, and more. Think the American people are going to pay attention to that and cast their votes based on that? Or do you think they're going to cast their votes based on the economy, based on jobs, based on wages? Well, I can tell you this: the national media is going to do its level best to make sure that they do. That the American people will focus more on obstruction, collusion, investigations, accusations, allegations. That's what the Democrats are going to spend the next, uh, what do we have? Uh, let me do my math here. Eight months, or I'm sorry, seven months from now would be November, so we're talking 19 months. In the next 19 months, Democrats are going to spend their time trying to do all of the above, with the willing assistance of their water-carrying media, they are going to try to uh, to uh, investigate President Trump into defeat. And the media is playing right along. They've even admitted it, by the way. They've even admitted this is their goal. On Face the Nation Sunday, Democratic Representative Cedric Richmond from Louisiana said he believes that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi should consider bringing impeachment charges against Trump because that will take up all of the time and all of the attention of the Congress and of the American people. And they won't be able to focus on the economy, the growth, the wonderful accomplishments that I just laid out. This is going to be their sole focus. Quote, Do you think, uh, he was asked by Margaret Brennan, do you personally think impeachment should be considered? I think it should. I think it's the best way to get all the facts out. I also believe it's that at some point we have to hear from this president whether he's lying to us or not. We want to hear from him under oath. But he went a step further, admitting that unseating Trump is currently his sole focus. Quote, my sole focus right now is to make sure that Trump is not the president next term, end quote. Now, I want you to think about that. He is a legislator whose job is to pass laws, to cast votes on matters of importance to the United States people and all of his and our constituents. Not our, because I'm not in office, but you don't understand what I mean. His constituents in Louisiana, in his district, but all of Congress has to do that, that, that for all of us. And rather... Rather than pass laws and focus on legislation, like perhaps fixing the broken asylum laws and the immigration laws that we have in this country, he said his sole focus for the next 19 months is going to be trying to remove Donald Trump from office. The Democrats are saying, we'll make sure that the voters can't focus on the economic growth, can't focus on the job growth, wage growth, and all of the above, because they're all all they're going to be focused on is all of the hearings we're having to get rid of Donald Trump. They've made it their point. They've made it. They've admitted it now, at least one of them. And I'm sure he doesn't speak for only himself. That our focus for 19 months is going to be investigation, not legislation. And that's a shame. Because there is a lot of information that really, really matters to the American people. And I'll share more of that, especially from the media side of it, coming up right up after this. It's 922. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer.
0: Bob France, here on AM 1420, The Answer.
2: Asian. All right, 926 now. Thanks so much for joining us on the Bob France Authority. Happy Monday to you. So I come back from my week's vacation, as I mentioned, over the weekend. Yesterday morning, I uh, wake up. I open up a local newspaper. It's not the plane dealer. doesn't really matter which newspaper it was in because it's an Associated Press Wire article anyway. But the headline caught my attention in the business section. Economic outlook gets brighter. No. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I've heard. I've heard that uh, over the course of the last 24 to 48 hours, again, since I came back from my vacation, and I heard that the economic growth was 3.2% GDP for the first quarter, which smashed all expectations. Yeah, yeah, I'd say economic outlook gets brighter. And I'm glad to see that in big, bold font headlines in the uh, business section of this local newspaper that they're going to talk about it because this is great news for the President of the United States, whose policies have spearheaded this tremendous economic growth, growth that Barack Obama never achieved on any sustainable basis whatsoever during his eight years in office, and growth specifically as it pertains to employment that Barack Obama said could never be achieved again because there's no magic wand to make it happen. So I was all right, good job. At least the media here in this particular case, in this AP story, is going to give Donald Trump credit. So I started reading the article. The worries that hung ominously over the U.S. economy earlier this year, oh, a little, little subtle blow to the uh, Trump administration, their subtle shot at them, appear to have lifted, and that sunnier picture has helped bolster confidence in the stock market, driving the benchmark S and P 500 index, index to another record high Friday. The latest dose of encouragement came in a report Friday that the U.S. economy grew much faster than expected in January to the March quarter, in the January to March quarter, suggesting that the nearly decade-long expansion still has ways to go. Other signs. And I, so I just kept reading, and I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but, but I kept reading, okay, when do we get to the 3.2%? Uh, and, and praise for the president of the United States, um, budget and economic team, uh, for this. And of course, the, the legislators, all Republicans who passed his tax cuts. When do we get to the praise for them for the 3.2% growth? And I read, and I read, and I read some more. And I read some more and I read some more and I read some more. And finally, I started to think wait a minute. I, so I just did a, a scan the rest of the way and looking for the word Trump. Are they ever going to mention him? And eventually they did. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12. In the 12th paragraph of the AP column or AP article about the economic growth in this country, the Trump name was finally mentioned. In this context, quote, that will probably restrain growth, and the improvement in the trade deficit last quarter occurred partly because imports fell sharply after many companies ramped up their buying from China last year in advance of potential tariff increases. The Trump, there's the word, administration had scheduled for January first. That's the only th- mention of Donald Trump in an article about 3.2 percent economic growth. That's it. So I did went ahead and I put my newspaper down because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do this with just my own eyes. I don't want to trust them, my own lying eyes. So I went ahead and opened up the story online, and then I did the old Control-F find. And I wanted to find all of the references to Trump in this very long economic article. His name appeared just twice more. Larry Kudlow, head of President Donald Trump, that's number two. Trump's National Economic Council said the administration is sticking by its estimates that growth will top 3% for all of 2019. He argued that low unemployment and solid wage gains will lift consumer spending, thereby boosting auto and home sales, which of course is right. So in other words, rather than giving Trump credit for these things, they let they, they made sure to include a quote from a Trump supporter saying, he says Trump deserves credit for these things. He says that all of these uh, um, benchmarks are going to be are are going to be met. Not us. Then the final reference with the word Trump in it, again a Cudlow quote. I think the prosperity cycle is intact. Cudlow told CNBC. I think the Trump policies are working to rebuild America. That was it. Not a single word from the AP of praise for Donald Trump's policies. I want you to think about what this AP article would have looked like had this 3.2% been under Barack Obama. Headline, Obama rebounds from terrible Bush recession. That's what the headlines would be. President Trump just continues to cruise along doing great things for the American economy and the American, uh, employment, uh, um, American workers. Let's put it that way in terms of employment. And it is continually ignored. This is exactly what the president talks about when he mentions fake news. You don't have to tell a lie to be fake news. You just have to avoid telling the whole story. News time now. Back after this.
0: News, opinion, insight. This is AM 1420, The Answer.
2: All right, 936, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the Bob France Authority now open lines at 216-901-0945 and triple eight We'll take your phone calls. We've got Congressman Jordan coming up in about uh, 12 minutes. So you want to get in now, this is a good time to do it. We are guest-free in hour number two, by the by. So if you want to uh, wait until then to get on the line, you can do that. You will have a very short wait time after that. But I did want to share with you in that uh, opening segment or two the story. <clears throat> Again, the the left is counting on the mainstream media to carry the water for them, not just to uh, promote and support their Democratic candidates for president, but also to do everything they can to harm President Trump. And if it isn't outright lying about President Trump, it's just not telling the whole story, including writing massive articles about the economic outlook and the 3.2% GDP growth in the first quarter of 2019, um, writing the story and not talking about the Trump policies that made it possible in any single area. It's not just about printing fake news. It's about not printing all of the right news and the true news and the information uh, that is important to understand the context. And that is why what makes them so dangerous. The ordinary person will read this and say, okay, good, the economy's getting better, but will not attribute um, praise to, to anybody that um you know that was responsible for it because they don't give praise to the president and his team on the, in this regard however you know as well as i do if we are to see a negative gdp in a quarter or if we are to see certainly two in a row i mean that's what that, that's what a a recession is is defined by two consecutive quarters of negative growth you better believe the headline is going to say trump's economy tanks trump's economy uh dives t- trump's economy this that the other thing It's it's very dangerous. They know full well that the American people are just going to look at the headlines. And if you try to look a little bit deeper and find context, especially as it pertains to the president's role in this economic revival, you will find nothing. B.J. is calling us from North Olmsted on AM 1420, The Answer. B.J., good morning. Go right ahead.
3: Good morning, and I'm glad you enjoyed your vacation. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, I'd I'd like to make a a commercial point for what I would see uh, the Republican Party playing, and that is a group of of politicians running for president and the Democratic Party in an open-air bus driven by Joe Biden with the background music playing Send in the Clowns.
2: (laughs) That's pretty good. I like that.
3: (laughs) And and I hope you keep that in mind. I would appreciate that. Um, But I'd like to make a point of, the National Press Club was on this past weekend and I'm watching all these so-called reporters and, and political analysts and what have you. And I have to say, it was the first time I really saw a very pathetic group of people that I think are going to be unemployed. We can see what's happening in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, the, the loss of readership, because of programs like yours educating the public to what's going on. And I think our sense of awareness of what is going on with you, what used to be the free press is no longer a free press, it's not even an honest press. And I think that's a major issue that you've been touching on quite a bit, and I hope you do continue to pursue that. But there is an awakening going on, and uh, even though it's difficult to be optimistic, there are just too many good things that are awakening the American public, I think, right now. And now that you're refreshed, I I would like your viewpoint on some of those subjects, and, and welcome back.
2: Well, thank you, BJ. I do appreciate it. On the, on the press, that's an easy one. Uh, you know, this is, this has been uh, long known. You know, it's so funny. The free press, which is not necessarily free, the fourth estate, which is supposed to be you know our, uh, our, 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 our avenue to our liaison with the truth about what's going on, that's what an independent free press is supposed to do. They're supposed to give you an opportunity to see things that maybe the government doesn't want you to see or a different side of the story the gov- government doesn't want you to have, that sort of thing. Uh, that's what the Fourth Estate is all about. And the idea that we even have a free press that is interested in printing truth, um, that does investigative work and investigative journalism in a non-biased fashion just to provide information to the American people that they need to know about their leadership, um, it's just gone. It's, it, the, the, that idea is just its, it's antiquated. Um, there was once a strong fourth state in this country. There once was a true free press where they did investigate anything that could. But now, as we are finding out, you know, I mean, again, I hate to do whataboutism. A lot of people do whataboutism, and I, I try not to, but it's sometimes it's the only way to make a point. What if everything that we are seeing happening today was in reverse? Everything was in reverse. Barack Obama had had the massive economic rebound. Uh, Barack Obama's economy uh, led to record low unemployment rates for blacks, Latinos, uh, for uh, uh, for women, for teens, for the disabled. I mean, virtually every demographic, record low unemployment. If this had happened under Barack Obama's administration, what would the quote unquote free press be doing? They would be celebrating him, championing him, uh, throwing awards at him, and so on and so forth, and and they would do exactly what they did do when it comes to scandalous things going on within the administration. Ignore them, so that a guy like Joe Biden can come out last week as a, uh, as a presidential nominee or not nominee, but a candidate and claimed that the thing he's most proud of is that there was not even a hint or a sniff, or however he phrased it, of scandal in eight years of the Obama administration. If the press was still doing its job, he would have been called out immediately for that. Because there were dozens and dozens of scandals in the Obama administration. The press did its level best to cover them up. The press did its level best to try to make excuses for the poor economic output. And unemployment uh, and records and so on and so forth under uh, Barack Obama. They did their level best. That's why it is so important for us to today. And I know the president doesn't help himself sometimes when he starts needless wars with the press over things that just don't, you know, it's kind of like pick your battles. The press gives the president enough battles that he's got to fight with um, or fight against, you know, it, it legitimately he doesn't need to create phony ones or, or exacerbate things that are little molehills and make them into mountains. But the president uh, has rightly taken on the press and called them the enemy of the people. A lot of people consider that to be some sort of incitement. It's not. It's just accurate. If you are not an agent of the people, working for the people, you can indeed then be considered an enemy of the people, particularly if you are trying to harm leaders that are doing great work for the people. and That is exactly what they have done. So I will stay on it, BJ. I will stay on uh the press. I will continue to point out things like I just did about the economic outlook and the um, analysis of the 3.2% growth. And we have to. People in my position and my business have to, because the mainstream press will get away with everything if we don't. David in LaGrange next. Hi, David. Go ahead.
4: Yes, Bob. Uh I think Trump's reelection will be based on the economy and... It's going to depend on the individual, and there's millions of individuals out there who I believe their finances, their personal finances, have gotten better over the years. Right. And I'll give you an example. I have a friend, lifelong Democrat. He says he will always be a Democrat. His family's been Democrat. He even voted for Hillary Clinton. But now he said he's going to vote for Obama. I'm sorry. He's going to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. Because at his place of employment, he received a pay raise, $1,000 bonus. So he said he is now going to vote for Trump. And he's even going to put a Trump sign in his front yard coming up 2020 election.
2: David, that's a great story, and I'm so glad to hear it, and I hope there are millions and mill- In fact, I know there are millions and millions and millions of people who are just like him in terms of receiving the bonuses, receiving the uh, ta- the uh, pay raise, receiving the tax reduction, which means you keep more of your take-home pay and all the rest. There are millions and millions. I hope they also realize the reason that happened is because of Donald Trump and his guidance of that uh, those uh, policies through the Congress. I hope you are correct, my friend. Thank you so much for the phone call. We're going to get a quick time out here so we can make room for Congressman Jim Jordan, who joins us next right here on AM 1420, The Answer Station. I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume I'm on the air. i uh, I got to make sure. I don't know if we're good to go. Uh, But uh, thank you for joining us, uh, the Bob France Authority. It's 950 on AM 1420, The Answer. Congressman Jim Jordan joining us now, as promised, after a long and uh, restful uh, uh, vacation uh, for both myself and I assume you had a little bit of time to yourself as well over the last week, Congressman Jordan. It's good to have you back.
5: It's good to be with you. hope you had a great uh, Easter break and uh, uh, with your family and all. Good to be with you this morning.
2: Well, thank you so much, Congressman. Uh, I wish we had some better things to start our conversation with today than uh, than than a horrible shooting in a synagogue in California, yeah. but we don't. I, I want to address that first because I started mm-hmm. my program talking about some of the news when I was away, which included that tremendous economic growth that we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, yep. But. Um, but but you know once again we we see a horrific situation and uh you know being politicized by a lot of people uh this uh, lunatic shooter went into this uh, uh synagogue and, and and obviously opened fire and some i don't know if it's divine intervention or what it is i know rabbi uh Yisrael uh Goldstein believes that it was that when he confronted the shooter yeah. his gun jammed uh and then uh, that provided time for a couple of other brave individuals to chase him uh and uh drive him away before more people could be killed yeah. still the loss of a terrible loss of life with the with the one woman who who um uh the rabbi believes really saved himself and a lot of other um, uh uh, worshipers at that time congressman what do you make of this uh, this continuing this is on the six-month anniversary by the way of the terrible uh synagogue shooting in pittsburgh Pittsburgh. yeah no it's it's,
5: there's obviously this this evil there's evil out there there's people with terrible racist anti-semitic views who do evil things and we, we just wish it wasn't the case um uh, but in the midst of these these terrible evil acts, you you see amazing things like you just talked about the rabbi and his confronting the 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 shooter and and the good people who chased him away. It's, uh, it it shows you both sides of of, um, of you know what you see in human nature. You see, unfortunately, sometimes you see some really bad evil folks do terrible things, and then you see amazing acts of heroism and and, 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 and heroes um, do. Uh, do uh do just tremendously good things so it's we just wish these things didn't happen but um unfortunately it did yesterday we're just glad that that there wasn't more damage and that it looks like that as you said the gun jammed is what i've i've read and seen right. and and you had some people do some just uh, great things in trying to trying to stop any more uh, any more harm and any more uh injury or, or, or death
2: Congressman, I mentioned uh, uh, um, you know the politicization of all of this, and 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 so many on the left are using this as yet another example of quote unquote hate crimes on the rise under the Trump administration. That's, that's the narrative that they're trying. And I know they're trying to do everything they can to, to keep the attention away from the GDP growth and from the, you know, the Mueller findings of no collusion and no obstruction and so on and so forth. But, but, but do you, do you agree or do you, do you see evidence of this quote unquote hate on the rise or hate crimes on the rise since President Trump took over? Cause I can't find anything that, that, that gives credibility to that.
5: I I think you see bad things happen from time to time from e, you know evil people. Um, uh, I haven't looked at the numbers to know if it's up or down or or, or sideways or what. Uh, all I know is, is is it's wrong. It shouldn't happen. And what I also know is that um, I don't see where where going after people's Second Amendment liberties is 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 going to, is the answer. In fact, I think uh, typically um, in, in so many situations that where someone is is trying to do harm to another human being it's a good thing that the the person who's being attacked uh has, has a, a firearm to protect themselves so um you know but but the left the left and they're going to say what they're what they're going to say um what i know is this is wrong it's terrible you, know, you wish these kind of things would never happen but unfortunately they do uh and when they do we need to condemn them we need to hold the, the person responsible did the action. Uh, They need to be held to account. They need to get the fullest extent of the law and prosecute them um, as, 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 as as, as hard as we possibly can.
2: Congressman, let's move to that uh, economic number that I mentioned. The GDP mm-hmm. grew by, by 3.2% in the first quarter, uh, January through March, which was just way ahead of yeah. expectations, just a tremendous. You know, I look at these things, and, and I'm waiting for somebody in the mainstream media to acknowledge that perhaps the Trump policies, enabled and supported by the Congress, all Republicans, by the way, in the Congress, who voted, for example, for his tax cuts, all of the deregulation, all of these, these things that have led to businesses expanding and growing and putting more Money in people's pockets so that they can spend and continue that cycle I'm waiting for a little bit of acknowledgement that there's a reason this is happening now under this president uh, and it did not yeah. happen under eight years of the last president here um, uh, to what do you attribute the the uh, tremendous success of the economy
5: policy policy matters uh, the fact that regulations have been reduced and taxes have been cut that matters tremendously and frankly confidence matters I mean you, you know the, the confidence changed the date November 8 2016 the day the president was elected things changed there was just a new confidence level out there I, I was visiting with some business people a week ago in our district and this is an amazing business they got about 500 people to work for them and and they said that the owner of the business said we have never seen it better never i mean this 20 years and in, in, in operating this business never seen it better than it is right now so again lowest unemployment in 50 years economy growing at an amazing rate 3.2 percent growth the, the first quarter of this year that's phenomenal Uh, Again, you would never hear that from the left. They just want to criticize the president. They're out to stop the president. They don't care about those policies that are actually going to help the country. But it has been an amazing, amazing economic time, so much so that you have business owners saying in their time in business they have never seen the economy better than it is
2: right now. Speaking of the uh, those on the left trying to stop the president, um, they were hoping the Mueller report would do that. And then suddenly the Mueller report comes back with no collusion and no obstruction, and uh, that's they're, they're livid. And and so on we go. They have now uh, uh, demanded testimony from Attorney General Barr. This is supposed to yep. happen in front of your Judiciary Committee on Thursday, as I understand it. Yep. And yet they want mm-hmm. to change the rules or the, the standing policy of testimony so badly, so much so that uh, the Attorney General is threatened to skip this thing if they don't do it right. What can right. you tell us?
5: Well, they should have, they, they should have worked this out with the Attorney General from the get-go. To, 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 at the last minute say, oh, no, oh, we're going to do something different than, than what, than how it's normally done. I understand why the, why the Justice Department and the Attorney General Barr would have a concern about that. Uh, you should tell the people the rules right from the start. Here's, we we want to have you come testify. Uh, oh, by the way, we're going to, we're going to ask for 30 minutes at the end for, for, uh, lawyers on both sides to have some additional time to question. If you give that to information ahead of time, you got time to work it all out and make it happen. But to, to do it here sort of at the last minute, which, as I've read the, the news accounts, uh, that seems to be what took place. I, I see why there's a concern. I think, again, this is the Democrats, as you said. Remember what Bob Mueller found and what the Attorney General conveyed to the American people. No new indictments, no sealed indictments, no collusion, no obstruction, 19 lawyers, 40 different uh, FBI agents working on this, 500 subpoenas, and... Two thousand, excuse me, five hundred witnesses and two thousand eight hundred subpoenas, and the conclusions were those four key points. I mean, I think the Democrats have just said, "Wow, we got to have more. We got to do this. We got to do that. We're going to." So, look, um, I, I, I get the Attorney General's point. We'll see how it works out um, and whether he's going to be in front of the House Judiciary Committee on Thursday or, or not. We'll, we'll have to wait and see.
2: Yesterday on CBS's Face the Nation, uh, your colleague, uh, Representative Cedric Richmond from Louisiana, uh, said that this is his sole focus. Now, I don't know if he speaks for more Democrats than himself or not, but it seems like he does. It is his sole focus to remove Donald Trump from office. In other words, we're going to spend the next, what is it, 19 months until the election. We're going to spend this time not legislating for the American people, but investigating yeah. uh, things that have already been investigated beyond their deaths by the Mueller investigation. Yeah
5: yeah no, that's where the Democrats are at. That's where they're at bob they they uh it's not about helping the country as we said before. It's about investigating this president and um and and frankly trying to remove him from office. I think the impeachment has already started. they're just not calling it that. When you have every single committee working out these memorandums of understanding how they're going to go up to the president, they've in essence started impeachment. They're just calling it something else. They're just not willing to call it impeachment because they know the American people don't want the president impeached. They want to focus on, you know, the continued growth in our economy. They want to deal with it. the American people want us to actually address the crisis on our border and deal with the immigration problem. So that that's where the American people want us. But the Democrats know that impeachment is not popular, so they're they're doing the same thing. With all these investigations, they're just not calling it in peace.
2: Congressman Jordan, I want to ask you one last question. I want to look at the border Mm -hmm. because it continues to be, I think, the most important uh, issue that we are dealing with right now because we are being invaded. I know some people don't like that term, but I'm going to use it anyway. First of all, um, 98,000 illegal aliens will graduate from U.S. high schools in the coming month. Um, and this is an annual event. 98,000 is the average number of illegal aliens who are just coming through our school systems and graduating uh, in the United States. I want to couple that with this latest report from the Census Bureau, estimating that U.S. population growth, uh, 48.5% of all population growth is driven in this country right now by mass illegal and legal immigration policy. Um This is this can't continue. I want to know at what point will your colleagues on the other side of the aisle see that this is a there's a breaking point. You know, the president said something like the country is full and obviously it's not full. But but we cannot allow half of our population growth to be uh, a a result of immigration, both legal and illegal, illegal, because we just cannot support this.
5: Yeah. Well, for me, the key term is always is is illegal um that has to stop it is a crisis on our border we've said this a thousand times on your show what needs to happen is you need to build the border security wall you have to change our asylum laws. those two things have to it's like if you don't do those two things everything else is is almost just not as, as critical because that's the first thing you have to do to address the crisis on the border um but unfortunately, Democrats, they don't make any distinction between legal and illegal. To them, it's all just immigration, and they, they're fine with illegal immigration, it seems to me, based on all their policies, based on their sanctuary city policies and everything else. So that, to me, is the problem. I have been to naturalization ceremonies. It's an actual federal court proceeding. I've been to these in our district, and I will never forget. It's amazing when these people who go through it the legal way, who do everything right, when they hold up their hand, take the oath, and the judge says, you are now a citizen of the United States of America. The look on their face when they realize they are now a, a citizen of the greatest country in history, it's amazing. We had it the last one. It was at a, it was at a high school in Lima, at, the, at Lima Central, uh, Lima Senior High School. We had a – at the end of the proceeding, the judge said, uh, I'm going to give any of you an opportunity to say something. And we had this man who was an immigrant from India stand up and talk about this country and what it offers people who are willing to set goals and work hard. And it was powerful, and it was exactly the message you want 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kids to hear from someone who did it the right way. But to me, that's the big concern. Democrats don't want to make that distinction between that guy from India who did it right and who's here running a successful small business, and those who do it wrong and come here illegally. So that's what we got to focus on. And we can't ever get to that focus and get that done if we first don't build the wall and change right. the asylum laws to deal with the crisis that is currently happening.
2: That, that's very well said. That's exactly right. Until we get a handle on everything uh, with the illegal immigration, obviously we, you know, we cannot even focus on uh, you know legal immigration and making sure that continues to be done right. And, and you know, that the, 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 the me- right people are allowed to stay here. Go ahead.
5: Bob, that guy from India would agree with you and no. I. I I know he would. He would say, you know what? Deal with that situation on the border. Stop the illegal immigration and make it make it work better and faster for people like me who want to learn this language, who want to be a part of our culture, who want to be a member, a citizen of the greatest country ever. That's what the left misses. They don't. They just don't think of our country in the same way that you that 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 guy from India does, and you and I do. It, that's that's what bothers me more than anything else, and that's what has to change, or. We're going to continue to have the stats that you just talked about.
2: Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you so much for the time. Good luck on Thursday. Hopefully we do have an opportunity to hear from Attorney General Barr and that, uh, that the normal procedures and protocols are followed so that we can finally get to the, what we hope will be the end of this mess, uh, with the investigations from your colleagues. Congressman, thanks so much.
5: Thank you, brother. Take care.
2: There he is, Congressman Jim Jordan, taking us to 10.03. Apologies for the lateness of the news, but it's here now on AM 1420, the answer